read it? Yes. Yeah, have I you? I have not. No, never could get farther than the first couple chapters. <laughs> it is long. That's basically the plot. That's the of whole the novel. Book. Yeah, yeah. It's spoilers in the title. <laughs> no, I'm more the Da Vinci Code kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Don't tell people that. Yeah. Don't advertise that. All right. Yeah, in the very book that we were talking about. And you knew I never read it. <laughs> oh, no. Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. We are finishing up our new theme for the new year. I am your quiz master. I'm Andy, and I'm going to be presenting you with four facts about novels. (laughs) Haha, get it? It's new. It's a pun. (laughs) We haven't really done literature on the show before, so it's kind of a new thing. But remember, one of my facts is a lie. Mm-hmm. So join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in trying to figure out which one it is. All right. So our low-hanging fruit, it's not really the normal question for a low-hanging fruit. It's just mostly to kind of start a conversation, and there's a bit of kind of a trivia mm. element. Okay. Do you think you read more books per year than the average American? Mm. I mean, that's no offense, but I think the average is pretty low, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. In the last year, I read maybe a handful. Okay. So, yes. I read four books last year, so I think yes. Yeah, we have very low <laughs> opinions of how many books Americans read. You guys might be surprised. According to 2021 Gallup poll, on average, respondents read 12.6 books per year. Holy moly. I don't know who they were (laughs) serving. How long are these books? Which is actually lower than past years. Ah. But this is an average. Right. And avid readers are probably bringing that number up. Mm Mm-hmm. The percentage of respondents who had read 10 or more was only something like 37%. Okay. Wow. So the majority were still in single digits. Yeah. And it's just books in general. So that can include nonfiction Mm -hmm. and fiction. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. America. I already learned something. America one, me zero. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I'm one of those people bringing that number up. Actually, in 2022, I didn't read that many by number because- I read the longest novel without knowing it was the longest novel. I thought it was the longest novel at about 60% through when I was like, why is this taking so long to finish this book? That's In Search of Lost Time by Marcel Proust, if you're curious. Wow. Okay. So we're going to talk about novels. I have four facts about four novels, Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling you've heard of all of these. Maybe you've read them. I don't know, but I think you've heard of all four of them. All right. Okay. What's a novel? Yeah. What is a novel, Tanner? (laughs) What is a novel? What do you think a novel is? Well, it's not nonfiction. Mm -hmm. It's not a short story. It's not a play Mm -hmm. or a poem. I think it's something like that. Everything that is. So what's left is a novel. (laughs) I mean, that's actually like, that's kind of part of the problem is novels are one of those things where you know what it is. But when you start to define it, you run into problems because there are so many outliers and so Mm -hmm. many other things to consider. So it's fiction. It's prose. So it's not written in verse. It doesn't Mm -hmm. rhyme. Usually has a single author. Mm-hmm. has a single narrative arc. Right. So it's not a collection of stories. It's not a collection stories. of stories. It's one yeah. single arc. Yeah. It has literary features, including dynamic characters, themes, metaphors, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And the important one for what we're going to talk about today is that they're printed and bound in a book. Mm. These are all books that were mass distributed yeah. okay. originally. Okay. So fact number one, 
Don Quixote is widely considered the best-selling novel of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this. I've heard of this as the first novel. Mm-hmm. People are still buying this yeah. book. I yeah. mean, it's popular even still. today, so that's uh, something. Yeah. yeah. So Don Quixote, or Don Quixote de la Mancha, or there's an even longer title, <laughs> yeah. by Miguel Cervantes. It was written in Spain, mm-hmm. and it was published in two parts originally in 1605 and 1615. So this is considered the first modern novel, meaning that it looks like what we think of today. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the story of a nobleman in Spain who reads a lot of romances and decides that he is a medieval knight and he goes out into the Spanish countryside and has all kinds of harebrained adventures very famously, he thinks a windmill is a dragon and tries to slay a windmill. Mm-hmm. He thinks a prostitute is a princess. It's a very humorous story. And there's an oft-quoted stat that says that it's estimated that 500 million copies have been sold, which would make it the best-selling novel. Mm-hmm. Not the best-selling book, but the best-selling novel. Right. But I was completely unable to find who estimated that. And of course, we'll never really know because Mm -hmm. it's a 400-year-old book. Who's keeping track of all the book sales in the 1600s in all these different countries? Yeah. Yeah. You've read it? Yes. Yeah, have you? I have not. No, never could get farther than the first couple chapters. (laughs) It is long. It is It is very long. Depending on your edition, it can get up to about 900 pages. Mm -hmm. And of course, the style is quite difficult. You know, it's old. And Don Quixote goes on long monologues. (laughs) Yes. I identify. Yeah. You're yeah. A little quixotic. Yeah. 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 There's a word quixotic. Yeah. 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 It, it takes a while for the book to grow on you. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to sit with it. And, but it's funny. <laughs> I liked it. And there's also social commentary involved. So this story was around the Spanish Renaissance, where they were moving from the medieval era with knights and mm-hmm. castles and princesses to the more modern era in the Enlightenment. And this story kind of reflects that, right? Don Quixote is stuck in the past. He mm-hmm. hasn't adapted. He's not aware of the real world. So there's commentary involved, and that's considered an important element to a novel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. It was also his creation, right? It was Cervantes' mm-hmm. creation. It wasn't a story that was going around. No. Interesting. Okay, so the fact was that this is the best-selling novel of all time. Yes. Yeah. So I think that like could be there's some other really really famous book that we're missing, yeah. like some other novel. Right. Because I think it has time on its side. Right. I think it's assumed that the highest selling would be the oldest one. Sure. But if like the Da Vinci Code was really that big of a hit and it yeah. outsold Don Quixote, that would be huge. I right? mean, five hundred million. Like million copies yeah. and you're already a bestseller. Right. So 500 million, that's quite a lot of books. Yeah. Even if they sold a million a year, he wouldn't be up to that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm. I don't know, though. I think there might be something else that yeah. came with in the last 400 years that was better selling. Yeah, okay. Have to hear the other three, though. Okay. We're only in chapter one. Yes. Fact number two. Daniel Defoe's Robinson Crusoe was originally published to be a real-life travelogue. I know this book. This yes. is a classic, Robinson yes. Crusoe. Yeah. It is considered by some to be the first English novel. Mm. And when it was first published, it did not have Defoe's name on it. And it bore the title, Adventures of Robinson Crusoe of York, Mariner, who lived eight and 20 years all alone in the uninhabited island on the coast of America near the mouth of the great river Orinoke, having been cast on shore by shipwreck 
wherein all the men perished but himself, with an account how he was at last strangely delivered by pirates, written by himself. Uh, that's basically the plot <laughs> that's the of whole the whole novel. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers in the title. <laughs> so that was the original title. Okay. And as it says, written by himself. It yeah. was published under the guise of like, this is just a real life account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah. This is how he got off the island. This is a biography mm-hmm. of mine, mm-hmm. but it was not. Yeah, it was all made up. Yeah, it was published in 1719. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of like Cast Away, but 28 years. <laughs> right. Or any other story of a person being abandoned sure, on an island. But, but name yes. a more famous one. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Or how about Gulliver's Travels? Actually, that's funny because Gulliver's Travels, many people think, was a direct response to Robinson Crusoe. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually read it. I haven't either, actually. Have you read it? Parts. Robinson Crusoe, when we were studying, this was one of like the novels you had to read. Yeah. Part of English prose. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you didn't read it. It was not in my in uh, my year. We didn't have this. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was yeah. in like the rotation of right, books. Right. So for, okay. for example, in my year, we had... Gulliver's Travels, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it keeps changing every well, year. It would yeah. have been better to read those together, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I would say probably literarily you got the better. Better, <laughs> better, better version, yeah. So the fact isn't that this was the first English one. It's no. that it was written sort of with a different idea in mind. That he didn't publish it as, you know, a work of fiction by Daniel yeah. Defoe. He published it as a biography. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kind of tried to pull a fast one on these people. Yeah, like, yeah but I think in England, it was quite common where people didn't share their original names. I think in this era of literature. We're going to talk a little bit more okay. about that with fact number three, actually. Okay, okay. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's get to it. All right. Speaking of pen names. Yeah. Gnomes de Plume. Fact number three. Jane Austen published Pride and Prejudice under the pen name George Wickham. Yes. So pen names. George Wickham. So... Pride and Prejudice. Have yes. you read this one? Yes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Have you watched the movie? Nope. <laughs> yeah, we've watched the movie. I parts. Know. I've I know read for, parts. I've heard. I know for a fact <laughs> we have watched, watched the Kira Knightley okay. version yeah. Yeah. of Pride and Prejudice. I don't count that. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I was with you. Is this the same as how I didn't watch The Departed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Pride and Prejudice was published in 1813. If you haven't read it and you don't know like Tanner. It follows the story of Elizabeth Bennett and her family as they navigate wealth, class, marriage, and humanity in this time period in England. So Elizabeth's family is all daughters and they have to find husbands in order to support the family. And I guess, spoiler alert, Elizabeth makes some judgment calls that are wrong and then has to learn to better judge people. And then she ends up marrying a really rich guy. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Darcy. Darcy. (laughs) So the thing is, Jane didn't live very long. Mm -hmm. She died at 41. And after her death, her brother continued to publish her novels and revealed her name. Oh, after she died. I think she died in 1817. So it wasn't much longer after this was published. So basically four years after this was published, it was published under her Mm -hmm. name. So Mm -hmm. people don't really remember. But this was a very common practice at this time. Female writers wrote under male names. Right. So the Bronte sisters, they did a clever thing. They all wrote under the name Belle. And then their first names all coincided with their actual first names. So Emily, Charlotte, and Anne. It's like Acton Bell. Yeah. So that was Anne Bronte. Uh-huh. One of, I think, the best English writers ever was George Eliot. 
She's pretty great. <laughs> she's, she's pretty amazing. She's the pen name of Mary Ann Evans Cross. Yeah. And also George Sand. Yeah. George is a very common name for, <laughs> for women to choose. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine why this was a practice. It's exactly why you think it was. Mm -hmm. So novels were not taken as seriously. They were harder to publish. But my personal opinion is that in the Romantic Victorian era, this is the time period when the modern novel as we in the 21st century think of novels and what they can be and what they should be was born. And it was created by women. I think it was these writers mm -hmm. who did this. And there's partially a major reason for this because the romantics who were also writing around this time, they were poets and they felt real literature is poetry. <laughs> so only men can do it, of course. Right. Yeah. But they were like, well, novels, those are for women. They're romances. Mm -hmm. They're not real works of literature. They're not real art. Let the ladies, let them entertain themselves. Mm -hmm. So this was a medium where women could do it, even though they still weren't really yeah. respected in yeah. it. And then they kind of created these ideas of novels that today we, yeah. we think of as just, that's what a novel yeah, is. It's a book. Yeah. Yeah. And some excellent pieces of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think this is true. I mean, all of it checks yeah. out. I've just yeah. never heard of the name. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that her brother just published it later with her yeah. real name. That sounds real too. Yep. I'm with this. I think yeah. I've heard this before. If it is a lie, it could be a, the name of a character in one of her books. And Andy's <laughs> just being real creative um, here. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe she knows I haven't read it. So she mm. knows. I don't know if George <laughs> is in the book. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I'm inclined to believe that one too. Okay. Interesting. One more. One more. Fact number four. Salman Rushdie's Midnight Children not only won the Booker Prize, but it also won the Booker of Bookers and Best of Booker Prizes. Whoa. Okay. Prizes on prizes. Prizes on prizes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. One of the winningest novels. Fantastic. Wow. Tanner, have you read any of the <laughs> books? I'm zero for four. I tried to read this one. <laughs> How about the movie? Have you seen the movie? Nope. Oh, oh I also really like Midnight Children. Yeah. It's magical realism. Mm -hmm. I got a couple pages in and that was about it. Oh. No, I'm more the Da Vinci Code kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Don't tell people that. Yeah. Don't advertise that. All right. Well, Tanner. Please tell me. <laughs> uh, Midnight Children was published in 1981. It is the story of Salim Sinai born at midnight on the day of India's independence. So it follows his family and his life growing up under these changes as India is growing independence, the partition, the emergency, and also Salim and every other child born within the hour of India's independence, they all have magical powers. So he's telepathic and can smell really well. Oh, nice. And yeah, so it's magical realism. So it has these elements of they have magical powers and abilities, but it's also about the real world. It's a superhero book? I didn't know this. <laughs> yes, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for Marvel to pick it yeah. up. <laughs> can you imagine? He can smell really well. Yeah. Yeah. So the Booker Prize is an English language prize for a book published in the UK, Ireland, and then sometimes also the Commonwealth. And it has been given out since the 60s. And in 1993, they had the Booker of Bookers Awards, wow. which was chosen by critics to be Midnight's Children. Mm. And then in 2008, they had the Best of Booker, where it was actually voted by the public and Midnight's Children was wow. selected. So it's kind of like the Oscars for books or mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. Equivalent to Pulitzer. I was just going to say the Pulitzer uh, for fiction mm -hmm. is the American version, yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
or the National Book Award. Like, what's the equivalent? That's the, another very prestigious award, but mostly American. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of seen the whole life of novels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And part of now what we think of as novels still has that same kind of prejudice as from Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. <laughs> where it needs to be about real life. So we have genre fiction today. It's not considered good enough for this. But what I think is funny about that is Midnight's Children is magical realism, yeah, which to me is just like fantasy that we want to call literature. Right. Mm -hmm. Superpowers, People having magical abilities in the real world. You could have a steamy erotic novel. Mm -hmm. Why isn't that ever considered in the Booker <laughs> Prize? You know? I don't think Fifty Shades Darker will make it to Why the not? list. No, 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 no. Not very well written. No. There is a pretty because steamy- Because it's a very badly written book. Yeah, what if Salman Rushdie wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll write it with elegance. There's a pretty steamy scene yeah. in uh, Midnight's Children. Yeah, sure. Would you say it's the best book? Like they said it's the best book, basically. So the, over and over. The Booker of Booker. Yeah, yeah, that had won this prize. It was the best of all the books that had won mm. this prestigious prize. Right. That's a pretty high accolade. I yeah. don't know. So I think it's interesting the way that now novels have just become so ubiquitous. Like they're yeah. everywhere, every kind, mm -hmm. every level. It's like food to us now. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing from starting at 400 copies of... Don Quixote in Madrid, yeah. where only 70 ended up making it to Peru because they fell yeah. off the ship. Like, <laughs> we've come a long way. Amazing. It's really wild. But one of those facts are not novel. Yeah. I would say it is very novel because <laughs> I invented it okay. for this episode. Yeah. All right. So do you mind repeating the facts for us before Tanner and I guess? Of course. Fact number one, Don Quixote is widely considered the best-selling novel of all time. Fact number two, Daniel Defoe's Robinson Crusoe was originally published as a real-life travelogue. Fact number three, Jane Austen originally published Pride and Prejudice under the pen name George Wickham. And fact number four, Salman Rushdie's Midnight Children not only won the Booker Prize, but also the Booker of Booker's and the best of Booker prizes. One of those is a lie. I really like this episode because it makes me excited to read these books. Because mm. <laughs> now I see them in a new light. You know, mm. I want to read how Cervantes' life comes through in Don Quixote. I want to read about the superpowers in <laughs> Midnight's Children. And like, is the quest to get Mr. Darcy that compelling? That mm. like, yes. it's been yes. successful for 200 yes. years? Yes. I want to read it now, mm -hmm. you know? And this travel log, How to Survive on no, That island. one's not worth reading. <laughs> <laughs> Skip it. Yeah. Which yeah. one are you leaning into? I'm, I'm thinking number two. I think that during that time, there was a lot of this people not using these names. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think. Because the other facts are like, then it's about this something that we're missing. So for example, if we take Midnight's Children, can you think of any other book from UK or Ireland, which is way more popular, which mm -hmm. has won all of these three awards? So yeah. Yeah. With the UK ones and the Commonwealth, like mm -hmm. the... Work that comes to mind is Lord of the Rings, which mm -hmm. is actually not one book. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it won any Booker Prizes, so I think it would don't. be disqualified. <laughs> it, no. 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 That's no. It. The prize didn't exist. No. <laughs> so something like that, which is like really, really beloved, I think mm -hmm. that might be why the first one is fake. It's like it sold more. And I think the Jane Austen one sounds like... Sure. I mean, the only thing could be that it's not George Wickham, yeah. it's something. George Graham, yeah. George Martin. It has to be George, though. Yeah, it has to be George. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with number two. Okay, number one for me. Okay. 
Well, boys, the lie is actually fact number three. Oh, no. And Tanner, what? you actually guessed the truth, but you've never read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> oh, no. So it's too complicated of a novel to say there's a true antagonist, mm-hmm. but George Wickham is basically the antagonist <sighs> yeah. of Pride and Prejudice. He's the foil to Mr. Darcy. Oh, no. And yeah, that was not her pen name. He's the bad guy in her book. Yeah, yeah. in the very book that we were talking about. And you knew I never read it. <laughs> oh, no. But Jane Austen did not publish her books under yes. her name, though. Oh. Yeah. She didn't use a male name. She published her first novel, Sense and Sensibility, under the authorship of A Lady. So it said, by a lady. Uh, and then every subsequent novel of hers was published as by the author of Sense and Sensibility oh. or by the author of Pride and Prejudice. So again, huh. she was kind of masking her identity like these other yeah. female writers at the time, but she was publishing as a woman, wow. yeah. not as herself, but as a woman. So this is different from the other women, the yes. George Eliot, the Bronte uh-huh. sisters. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so then it is true that her brother used her name yeah. after her death. Yeah. Huh. So that yeah. was real. Wow. Now it makes sense. I totally God. knew that Jane Austen didn't write books under her name. Yeah. yeah. George Wickham. That that name does sound kind of familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought because the other Georges yeah. Yeah. who are yeah. famous. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's funny that the, mm-hmm. the character's name is George. That's so I'm going to use that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. Well, I should have known. I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. This is the end of our novel new theme. We're going to be moving on to another one in February where we are celebrating anti-Valentine's. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, thanks for listening. It's funny. It's a pun. Novels. Yeah.